Hello, uh, my name is Lon Henderson. Uh, we're going to be kind of looking at cracks uh, in mostly foundations, but also walls and things. I've done a variation of this uh, a couple of times over the years that were more uh, where cracks were just part of the overall structural uh, class that I was doing. But this time, it's just really going to concentrate on looking at cracks because I know um, and having literally standing side by side with structural engineers over the years, staring at uh, cracks and things, um, there's uh, a, a different things to look for in, in them. And all cracks are not equal, the quantity of the cracks, blah, 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 all this stuff comes together uh, on this stuff. So it is, uh, I'm uh, calling it sort of an introduction to crackology. Um, so I've been doing this a long time, 22 years and in construction, been teaching home inspection uh, at uh, first Kaplan College in, in uh, Denver and then uh, at our InterNACHI school in Boulder, which by the way is outstanding if I uh, do say so myself. And uh, if you are looking to go to a uh, inspection school after all the COVID stuff is uh, finally uh, over. I, uh, I think we have a good one. Uh, and I'm still doing inspections. In fact, uh, I've got one this afternoon. Uh, so, um, you know, identifying all the things that causes cracks and structural issues and things is really beyond what we do as inspectors, but understanding some of the basics of what causes uh, problems with our foundations and leads to cracks is uh, gives us that background depth uh, to when we're trying to evaluate what's going on or what we're looking at and how serious we think it is. So defective design, obviously, um, just architects, designers, con uh, contractors make mistakes. Like uh, one of my best friends um, had a, uh, just, a, they just did a poor, uh, design or, you know, the house was not built properly and, and gave troubles. Um, and then, of course, changes uh, at the location, at the site, drainage, tree growth, plumbing, you know, leakage, uh, backfill settlement, all those things can, can uh, change uh, things that are going on at, uh, in our case, we're talking about houses, house site, and then poor workmanship, cutting corners. Oh, yeah, like we never see that and uh, can also lead to trouble. And then inferior materials, another friend, uh, the contractor decided to uh, save a few bucks and ordered a concrete mix that was not uh, to the specifications of the architect. And yep, a big lawsuit and stuff. So things like this can uh, lead to trouble. <sighs> Y'all hear it, y'all know it buildings settle. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. Uh, buildings, houses will do some settling. So settling isn't really the uh, big question. It's what is the settling done? And of course, not all settling is equal. Uh, sometimes the settling leads to big problems that um, now remedial action is needed. It's a rare building that doesn't settle, as we were just saying. So it's the severity and extent of the settling. And our uh, diagram here 
We can see how the uh, maybe backfill around part of the house uh, differentially uh, compacted and caused part of the uh, house to uh, break and move. In fact, later on, I've got an illustration of this exact thing on a real house. So the, uh, there's several different times of, types of settling. Differential settling definitely is the worst, uh, at least most of the time is the worst, where part of the house settles differently than other part, which might stay the same or stable. And that can lead to uh, big structural issues. So, you know, our questions are, what is the crack doing? Gapping, shifting, displacing, where's it going? Is it uh, top to bottom, side to side? Is it going to the wall openings like windows and doorways? Uh, how old is the crack? Some, you know, pressures build, they get relieved, and then uh, everything's happy again. So uh, w those things are uh, all part of it. And, you know, how active is the crack? Is, is it inactive? And in our uh, picture you see here, this is what we call a common stair-step crack. And it stayed in the mortar joints, which uh, if we got a crack, that's where we like it to go. We don't like it breaking through the brick. Uh, uh, this is behaving the way we look for. Looking at a foundation, we are looking to see as the crack uh, gapped, displaced. Uh, on our uh, right here, we see it goes from a hairline widening, telling us that that wall is, or that foundation wall is kind of shifting sort of like this and opening up that crack more. The one on our uh, left is uh, not quite showing that. It's almost like a, a slippage, a sliding a little bit. These are things that we're looking for as pieces of the puzzle. You know, every inspection is like putting together a jigsaw puzzle and we're always missing pieces from it, but we're trying to find enough pieces of the puzzle that we can see at least what the picture is going to be. Is it the Eiffel Tower or is it a, uh, the Taj Mahal kind of thing? Just what is our jigsaw puzzle going to be uh, is part of the overall thing we do as home inspectors. In this uh, uh, slide here, we can see how we have a uh, corner here, obviously, and part of the house is pulled away uh, and tipping settlement maybe, but we can see that it's pulled away and slid out a little bit. Maybe not necessarily something that a structural engineer is going to say, ooh, we got a big problem here. We need to do something about this. But it's something that we're gonna look at as part of one of those pieces of the puzzle that we're trying to put together our big, uh, big picture here. So cracks in mortar joints, mortar should be mixed weaker than the bricks or blocks. This is kind of, you know, masonry 101. Uh, no, sometimes they make mistakes and the mortar is mixed as strong or stronger than the bricks. And then we'll sometimes see, uh, you know, cracks going right through the bricks or the block, and that can be uh, its own separate problem. So uh, we see here cracks staying in the mortar. Also, just in this photograph here, uh, you can see 
maybe we've got had a little rusting in the lintel and that rust can swell and break loose a mortar joint and give us a little crack there. That isn't necessarily an indication of any kind of structural issue. Um, just, you know, and not necessarily even something that's a big remedial action here, but one some, nice to understand that that can happen. And sometimes that crack can lead through because it's expanding this area here. And sometimes it can lead through a ways, but it's not telling us it's necessarily a structural issue, but something just going on with a steel lintel uh, rusting and creating a little bit of a issue there. Now here, we got a crack going right through the brick. So is the mortar mixed too uh, hard, uh, harder than the brick or something else going on? Uh, but that is a pretty good crack. It is more vertical, so maybe not, uh, you know, not sure exactly, but it's gonna be a part of the puzzle that we're putting together. <sighs> Windows and doors are weak areas in a wall. It's almost like perforations on a piece of paper. So when you're tearing the paper, it, uh, the tear tries to stay in the perforations. And the same with windows or doorways. So cracks, it's a weak area, the crack will go right to a door or a window and go across it. So you got the square window and the crack will diagonally go across the window or door, you all have seen it. And this is very typical, very common and uh, something that we uh, expect to see. So is a crack a thermal expansion or contraction? You know, it's, it makes a difference. Um, keep in mind, um, humidity or moisture can also be a factor in this. Brick can absorb a lot of water and expand when it does. That's one reason why every 60 feet a brick wall should have an expansion joint in it because 60 feet of brick can expand unbelievably, but up to one inch. So uh, these uh, normal expansion and contraction in masonry walls is a, uh, in foundations too, is uh, something we expect and they're not necessarily telling us there's any kind of structural issue. Uh, so thermal expansion contraction cracks tend to be more vertical. And interestingly, they don't always connect. You can see here that it's not really connecting uh, through there. So that's a little tip that it may be just thermal expansion and contraction and not necessarily telling us about a big structural issue. We see another one over here going up and down, mostly staying in the mortar joints, but cracking through a brick occasionally. They can also happen, in fact, frequently happen in corners where you have different materials and exposures to particularly sunlight and absorbing that uh, solar heat energy, uh, causing differential thermal expansion and contraction and creating cracks off those corners. So uh, these again, you know, usually not an indication of a structural issue, but something that maybe just needs sealing uh, with uh, caulking or something like that. And then you, know, you get something cracks kind of like this one here, 
which is looks like a pretty ugly little crack through here next to the patio uh, door here. But when we look at the big picture, it was probably the patio was stuck to the brick here, settled some, and just pulled up loose the corner here with it when it settled some, and not really indicating a structural issue at all, just simply a cosmetic repair. Stresses build, cracks appear, stresses are relieved, and sometimes that's it. So uh, lots of things cause cracks as we've already been talking about, thermal expansion, contraction, settling, and mechanical damage. Physical things can happen to properties. We're gonna see another example of that too. Uh, and so trying to see what is going on, you know, helps us out in determining how serious it is. Here, crack does some stair stepping and then kind of goes vertical. You know, if we don't see anything else going on with this house, we're probably not gonna to be too excited about this. But again, pieces of the puzzle. And then here, so when we look at this, go, oops, what's going on here? But then start really looking at it. Ah, it looks like maybe they changed the door at some time in the past. They did a stucco patch over here. And, you know, maybe uh, didn't uh, the new framing they put in here for the smaller doorway, they didn't get it in solid, or maybe the frame wood was green, who knows, all kinds of things. Get this nice vertical crack here that's clearly a transition crack between the new stucco and the old stucco, little crack coming off here, um, that all this, yeah, you know, probably not going to be a big structural issue here unless we, again, see something else going on. Uh, could be that um, poor, uh, poor repair here, just poorly done. Maybe the door getting slammed a few times has cracked some things here. Lon, we have a couple of questions really quick. Um, one of them says, how would you address those in your report? And he was referring to two slides before this one. So, you know, I think that, sorry, the one be, before that one. Okay. This one here, I would probably write out a little essay similar to what I just said, that the crack uh, above the patio next to the patio door doesn't appear to be a structural uh, crack, a cosmetic crack caused by settling of the patio. And so, so, you know, it's always a pain to have to write out an essay. But on the other hand, um, and you don't, and you're not trying to be super uh, descriptive here. Uh, I mean, you could write out a really long essay, but that's not our job and not really necessary. Just a, you're just making a quick explanation of why you don't think it's a big deal. Or if you do think it's a big deal, again, you write out just a simple explanation on why you think it is a big deal and why, you know, whether contractor, structural engineer, whoever you think is appropriate for uh, doing a further evaluation on it is uh, recommended. But uh, this one here, I would just two sentences, you know, uh, very quickly on why it, it's not a big deal, uh, in my opinion. Another question, did you say? Yeah, just a couple more, and then uh, we can save the others for later. Uh, one of the one of them says, "What is settling? So beneath foundation or wooden building material, or uh, now what's that again? 
um, sorry, it, it, it said, what is settling? Uh, sorry, just so settling moved. is the basically the structure and usually it starts with the foundation uh, moving in some fashion. So we have uh, sometimes you can have um, uh, settling where everything moves uniformly. So it tips, but it tips in a uniform fashion. It doesn't actually damage the foundation or the house at all, even though it's not very pretty. So you can get this even movement that doesn't necessarily mean we have uh, the house is breaking apart, for instance, but uh, in, you know can still make for uneven floors, uh, but the windows and doors are all still operating. Uh, but not necessarily leading to cracks in our walls and our sheetrock on the inside. If we have masonry veneer uh, or, or even uh, framing elements on the uh, house, none of that really cracking much. Differential um, settling where things don't move the same is usually much worse. So we, you know, get part, let's say part of our uh, foundation over here. Part we'll do a foundation like this. Part of our foundation over on the uh, on my left is uh, on sitting on some backfill that wasn't properly prepared or something like that, and we get it settling like this. This part stays stable, and now we get some major cracking in our walls, both on the inside and outside, that are a clue to us that oh, we got something else going on. We walk inside the house, and that floor is also uneven. So those things again, form part of the picture. But what I'm talking about settling is the weight of a building, the weight of a house frequently causes some sort of additional compaction of the uh, soil. Keep in mind how most structures are built, houses are built and things is uh, they don't just come in on a flat piece of dirt and uh, just go straight up anymore anyway. Uh, typically there's some pre uh, soil preparation to do some leveling. Um, they, uh, uh, and that may mean bringing in backfill for part of it or scraping off part of the uh, undisturbed soil. Uh, so, and even for, let's say uh, many parts of the country do slab on grade construction. So you have uh, a, uh, you know, whether it's a post-stress uh, slab or something, but you do have a slab just sitting on the dirt, um, that, again, can move the same ways as I'm talking about stem walls on a foundation moving. Uh, you can have the same thing with a uh, structural slab that moves as one piece or breaks uh, and moves around too. So these, um, all these things are the settling that I'm talking about that can lead to the cracks. And the cracks can be our first clue that we've had the settling. And then what those cracks are doing can be an indication to us whether the settling rises to the level of being a structural concern or just settling, just the ordinary settling that we expect to see with, uh, with houses. Uh, so, Hopefully that answers the question.
Thank you, Lon. Yeah, he said um, that was a great explanation. Uh, one more, and then I'll yeah. get back to all of them by the end. Um, how do you determine if the crack is active or not? I'm going to get to that. <laughs> so, okay, so that we'll get to that. <laughs> Perfect. Just okay. Go ahead, and we'll get back to some of these questions yes, by the very end. Good. Very good. So here in my excellent uh, drawing, I'm sure all of you will agree this is fine uh, drawing here, showing a little bit about rotational cracks. And uh, this is kind of an example of what we're talking about where we have differential settling. So, uh, you know, our ends of the foundation, whether slab or stem wall type construction has settled, broken. And so we call it a hinge at, in this case, at the bottom where it broke, came down. Uh, there was a window in the wall here, crack goes right to that window. It gets narrower at the bottom, widening as it goes up, gets wider and wider. Over here in our example, there's no window, but the crack still goes up, usually at an angle when we have these, this sort of thing. Right here, this is one of the most common causes of uh, settling cracks that we see is just our foundation has lost support in, or uh, in part of it and the foundation again whether slab or uh, foundation wall stem wall uh, construction follows that loss of support and breaks and causes a crack again how much it's moved is the determiner and to some extent on you know how how much how active it is at the at the time but we'll discuss that a little more coming up but is a determiner on how serious this is and how much concern we're going to have on it. You know, I'm in Colorado. I'm on the uh, Denver metro area. Uh, this is the kind of thing we see daily. Uh, can I don't even, I've never seen a foundation that doesn't have cracks. But a lot of those cracks are normal shrinkage of concrete. Uh, one thing about concrete. It shrinks when it cures. And by the way, uh, you know, for those of you who may be new in this, concrete does not dry. It's a chemical process that hardens it. And so we call it curing uh, because it's not drying. It actually bonds the water that's in it as part of the chemical process. And so uh, it doesn't uh, dry out, so to speak. Uh, so uh, as concrete cures, it also shrinks. Well, a small piece of concrete just shrinks together. A big piece of concrete will uh, crack in places. And so that's why they put in expansion joints in the concrete. Now walls, not so much, but on flat work, they'll uh, add those expansion joints to um, control the cracks uh, or hopefully keep the cracks in the expansion joint. Uh, on walls, because of the way they form them, they don't have that ability to put in expansion joints per se. So those walls will crack. It's what are those cracks doing that becomes the concern. So uh, this is a very typical situation that we see when we have settling involved in some of the cracking versus thermal expansion contraction or normal shrinkage. This is uh, a house that I, you know, love uh, is an example of, you don't have to have masonry to show issues. 
I mean, this is the equivalent of cracks if this had been a brick wall. We can see how our siding has um, uh, gapped on these joints. And the interesting thing about this one, instead of our walls moving like this, the weakness was in the middle. And so the ends stayed, or the edges uh, stayed stable and the middle went down and created this gap at the bottom of our cracks, narrower at the top. We'll see that in masonry also. But so, as I said, this is kind of the equivalent of a crack in a masonry wall, except showing up on siding. So once again, you can see crack in the foundation going straight into the brick and stair stepping around, going up. And again, a crack coming off of a window and fairly good gapping in the crack up here at the top as it comes off the window. So how old is a crack? Look at this one. It's been painted actually twice over the years and no paint inside the crack here. That's a little clue that this one may be much more um, contemporary than, you know, you look at the eight, the type of paint here and you're going, oh, that's a pretty old foundation. And of course, it's easy to know the age of the home. And in this case, this home was like 55, 60 years old. So somebody painted the foundation a couple of times over the years, but I'm looking at this crack and I'm going, where's, there's no paint inside. These are sharp edges on our crack here. Um, and also wider at the bottom, narrower at the top. So you're getting that little cracking like this a little bit. I mean, some of this is chipping away on the edges here, but you can see it's a fairly nice gap down there. So this is a clue to me. This crack has been happening uh, or it's happened in just the recent last few years rather than 40 years ago, because I believe we'd see paint inside our crack if it was 40 years ago or sometime when this was painted twice over the years. And so a recent crack is gonna be more of a concern to me what has changed around this house? Is it drainage? Did somebody do some landscaping changes that, um, that started this? I'm thinking, hmm, maybe need a structural engineer to take a look at this. Hairline crack here, almost certainly thermal and sh uh, shrinkage or, or either, I mean, either shrinkage or thermal expansion contraction. Notice how the hairline crack peters out on this one, peters out over here, they're not joined. Big clue, it's not a structural issue. However, on our slide on the right, we see a horizontal crack coming into a gapped vertical crack. I'm not gonna be too happy with that one. I'm thinking that uh, this is, could be telling us there's something big going on here. And we'll talk about horizontal cracks more coming up here in a minute. So, uh, so this one, not gonna get too excited about. This one, hmm. Now I'm looking for more clues that I got something big going on here. Again, medium crack, you know, just one of these in a wall, may not get too excited about it. Uh, got one every three feet, that may be a bigger concern. Big gap crack, once again, how old is it? This wall's been painted, uh, the, um, but I can see some little bits of paint hiding in parts of the uh, break here. So I'm thinking that this crack is an older crack. So uh, maybe not as big a concern, but that's a big gap. So 
I'm going to be really looking to see what else is going on. And you know, guys, uh, crack gauges, uh, you can get them cheap uh, various places and having a, uh, it can be a useful tool in taking your photos and talking about uh, your concerns with the crack. So uh, you might consider getting a crack gauge. And, you know, and among recommendations, whether you think it's, uh, you know, definitely if you think it's more of a uh, cosmetic issue than a structural concern, you're probably going to be recommending tuck pointing. Here's a guy doing some tuck pointing using a piping bag to uh, squirt, so to speak, mortar mix into the joints here. And then he'll come in and smooth them with a tool and uh, clean that up and uh, hopefully make it look pretty. Uh, some tuck pointing, of course, looks like they turned the kid loose on it and uh, fairly uh, ugly. Not that that's our concern as a home inspector, it's just an observation that it's fairly amateurish work. The interesting thing over here, however, it continued to move after the tuck pointing. Hmm, not a good sign. This one hasn't reopened since the tuck pointing, much better telling us that this wall may be more stable. And while uh, this is on the same house, you know, this wall over here may be still moving. This wall on a different side of the house, not uh, is showing more stability, but this over here, now we're gonna be paying a little more attention as we go because it moved after the tuck pointing repair. Caulking, not a repair, you know, uh, it, it's you know just not a uh, that's an amateurish repair again not a defect as far as we're concerned as home inspectors but um, that's not a repair that you would recommend um <laughs> and patching it is you know not doesn't add structural strength so tuck pointing slathering mortar mix over a crack is not a structural repair. And, uh, but it can give us a clue as to what's going on if we continue to see a crack reopening through a patch. So um, that can be one of our clues as to how active the uh, movement is. And, you know, sometimes, in fact, most of the time, many times we have no idea when this patch was done. And sometimes you can look at them and go, oh, well, that was definitely recent. Uh, but many times we don't know how old it is, but boy, if you do know how old it is and you see some cracking in it, that is a big clue as to how uh, big a problem this movement is in the place. And, uh, you know, expansion foam, expanding foam, again, uh, it doesn't even seal out the water. Expanding foam is not a uh, watertight seal. So it, that doesn't uh, really, um, not really a uh, repair either. So, you know, on older houses, sometimes as they're shifting around, they'll do things to kind of hold the walls together. And this is what we have here. There's literally a tie rod running uh, uh, through, uh, in this case, garage, uh, trying to hold the walls together. Those are repairs that are uh, often actually the recommended repair by a engineer or a uh, uh, 
knowledgeable contractor. And for us, does it look like it's working? Uh, is really the way we as home inspectors would look at it and make a note of what the repair is. So here we have a actual attempt to do a structural repair. They injected epoxy into the crack. You can see the little uh, injection nodules there or nipples there where they inject the uh, epoxy in there. And that epoxy is frequently or, or usually stronger than the concrete and it bonds to the concrete. So it actually becomes a structural repair. But look at that, it's cracked again. So the pressures, whatever's moving in this foundation to crack it is strong enough that it broke through the epoxy repair. That is not a really good sign at all. And so this is one where we're going to be recommending a structural engineer. And as we're discussing earlier, this is another one of those clues that this is a uh, continuing movement in this foundation. So, you know, as we've talked about, cracks love going to windows. These are tiny cracks, uh, kind of on both sides of the window here, but they're small cracks up above, uh, no, no different. Probably not gonna be a big concern in that case. Again, shrinkage for thermal ex uh, expansion cracks. We see here the crack uh, ends over here, the one coming up from, a, in fact, we even have a break in it down here too. Uh, so they're not continuous through there. Ditto over here. Cracks are not continuous to each other uh, or contiguous to each other. A indication that they're not going to be structural concerns, at least these cracks. Now, different wall, different story maybe. But over here, we're not seeing these telling us that we got a structural concern. And once again, even though slight angle on this one over here on the right, it's still a uh, uh, pretty vertical crack. So the combination of pretty vertical, the cracks don't uh, join together. Indication, not a big deal. Um, here, vertical crack, certainly contiguous and slightly gapped. Uh, so if I don't see anything else going on, yeah, probably not gonna get too concerned about that one. It's just gonna be a normal crack and minor gapping, you know, pencil point width, what, 16th of an inch or something is uh, kind of common also. Once again, not all, just one crack every 20 feet of a wall, so to speak, probably not telling us we got a big concern unless they're doing something else, displacing in some other fashion, in and out, up and down, gapping big. Well, gapping big would be a separate thing from what we see here. Over here on this one, uh, looks like pretty big cracks uh, over here uh, coming off of this, but it's, uh, it's, it's weak in the middle here. So, you know, and it's an old house. This is, you know, a hundred year old house. So I'm going to be looking to see if something else is going on, but this one's probably not going to get me too excited either. Um, but does it look recent or old kind of thing? And is you know, one crack enough to uh, trigger a recommendation for a structural engineer? And the answer is, well, yeah, if it's a big crack that's doing something really ugly, you know, you know, you guys who've been around a while, you've probably seen the really big cracks. Uh, I've seen cracks that 
you know, I can stick my hand in. Uh, one case crack had cracks I could put my fist through. Well, you know, that's a no-brainer stuff uh, there uh, with those. You need structural engineer to look at it, uh, <laughs> and, and far work and far more than that. Um, so cracks like this again mostly by itself, probably not going to get us too excited. Again, they don't join together. So and in, even though it's got that 45 degree angle that we see with settling cracks, the fact that they don't join together here, indication it's probably not a very serious crack. It does have a little bit of pencil point width gapping down here, but once again, not joining together there either. Hard to get uh, real excited about this one again, unless there's other things going on. Um, pretty decent crack here, but it's part of the puzzle. Well, this is a big one. That's a big crack, older place. Um, we're going to see how that goes with other things we see, but this one has uh, got our eyebrows up when we see this. This is an interesting one. Uh, no, look, doesn't look like much of a crack, except look how we have some displacement here along the edges. So it's shifted. So instead of just being a clean crack, but the foundation staying on the same plane, the upper part has shifted over a little bit. So do we have some ground, some forces at work in the ground pushing on the foundation and or maybe something going on uh, elsewhere, shoving on the foundation differentially so this one, yeah, okay, now we're going to be looking real hard to see what, what else is going on. But this one um, is, a, is one that we're going to be, good chance we're going to recommend a structural engineer look at it because we have some differential movement here. Um, and then, of course, it's not always just one thing. We've got a big crack here big gapping crack and we got water coming through it too. So we know we have a, or uh, probably have a drainage issue. And if we go on the outside and we, it's obvious that we have a drainage issue, then good chance we're gonna have multiple recommendations here. Again, multiple things going on. And this is a example of a, you know, corner, this house is on slab on grade construction uh, built in the 50s, and uh, this was before they learned how to do slab on grade in uh, the Denver metro area. So they were using kind of um, Texas style uh, slab on grade, which was not appropriate for our soils in the uh, Denver metro area. So we see a crack going up through here on this west wall, and we see this gapping at the window here where the veneer is pulling away from the framing some. And then we go to the next, whoops, go the other way, to the south wall, which is just around the corner. We see the same thing here with another crack running up to the windows. And so basically we have this slab breaking on that corner and tipping down. And actually when you go in the house, you can uh, see this, uh, floor being uneven too. Let's call a structural engineer out. You know, the engineer may go, eh, old, you can live with it, but uh, 
you can also come in and uh, uh, do uh, peer, uh, do some peers and uh, put either stabilize it or put it back into position. One thing about some structural repairs, structural engineers will often or sometimes say, uh, let's just stabilize it where it is, lock it into place, because if you're trying to put it back into position, you're going to really tear up things in the inside of the house with the drywall uh, and things. And so rather than doing that and increasing cost of repairs, they'll just say, lock it in place where it is so it doesn't get worse. Um, but if it's really bad, then they're undoubtedly going to say, we got to level this out, restore it uh, at least close to what it was. And there may be some additional repairs on the inside. Again, different things going on. Got some breaks here in the wall, water coming in, ditto, water coming in, multiple things. So the, the cracks themselves may not trigger a structural uh, recommendation for a structural engineer, but we're gonna make recommendations for drainage around the house. Um, now, here we go with that breaking in the middle. So, um, creates a wider bottom, narrower at the top. Those are less common move. That's less common movement in a uh, foundation than uh, the reverse where the ends move. And then, of course, where you have a block foundation, uh, you know, the here with this case, we have some cracks, not they didn't stair step, so they went through some blocks, which is not something we want to see. Not a lot of gappage in it, but we got a lot of cracks running here, and one that's running down a horizontal joint and stuff. Another one down here, just a lot of cracking. Need a structural engineer. One thing about block foundations, brick foundations too, tremendous vertical strength, not much horizontal strength. So it's pretty common to have cracking in block and brick foundations, but it's, what is it doing more? Also, is it bowing in or out? Um, that can destabilize the wall too. So several things going on there that uh, with brick and block that can be, um, you can have some ugly cracking, but vertically it's still, still has integrity and still holding the weight of the structure above it, even though it's got a fair amount of cracking in it because they just, uh, mortar joints are gonna be weaker than a continuous pour of concrete that just, uh, I know I'm stating the obvious there. So here, again, talking about aging of cracks and things, we have one here, we can see from the different colors of mortar, of tuck pointing mortar that's been used, that it's been tuck pointed at least twice and it's still moving. Not a good sign. That's gonna be a concern. And then talking about uh, things going on with rotational cracking uh, and that where foundation is uh, going down uh, or breaking and moving down, we can get in our brick veneer, we can often get these uh, horizontal cracks where interestingly, the brick, because of the ties to the wall uh, behind it is 
hanging on the ties while the foundation moves out from under it. And so we can get these horizontal cracks telling us that we've, we've certainly had some structural settling. Um, here's another one where again, the, the brick veneer hanging on the wall, foundation moves out from under it, leaving a gap. Again, uh, same thing, this uh, course down here uh, stuck to the foundation. So it broke on this first line here. Wow, that's a big break. That's a big gap there. We'd see that. And you know, when you grab the brick, uh, the stone in this case, the faux stone, stone veneer, and the pieces aren't loose. So you know they're stuck to something, foundation probably. Um, so it's not like they uniformly just got loose and took down uh, to the ground. Uh, we need a structural engineer to look at this. That's a big gap. Uh, again, uh, uh, same thing happening here. Over the years of seeing this kind of thing, you see the big uh, break here, uh, big gapping break here in the foundation. The foundation just tipped down. This was a garage and, uh, and left this big gap uh, over here and stuff. I've seen structural engineers go both ways on this. And by the way, I'm happy to say I've never been reversed by a structural engineer over the many years of doing this. Uh, they'll Sometimes they'll say, look, it looks like it, it definitely moved, but it doesn't look like it's continuing to move. We can just come in here, grout these gaps here and uh, call it good. Other times they'll say, no, this is bigger and we need to come in, lift this uh, foundation wall back into position and re-support our uh, brick veneer in that manner. Uh, and here they did some uh, grouting in the gap on this one, but it's continued to move some more. Again, a little clue, we got something, uh, could be something big here. We're still gonna recommend a structural engineer come out and look at it. And by the way, grouting that gap is not a structural repair, it just uh, can reestablish some support for our wall, our veneer up uh, that's above it, and hopefully prevent that veneer from uh, eventually fatiguing, losing support, and then cracking and settling down and trying to fill the gap on its own. So foundation displacement, rotation, the uh, soil on the outside pushing on it, very common uh, because, because we dig out a hole bigger than the foundation. So when we put the foundation in, we have its gap between the hole we dug and the foundation wall, and they fill that with loose fill dirt, backfill. And that backfill, if it's not tampered, tamped properly over time, uh, it gets wet, settles, can cr create side pressure and push on a wall or the guys, the contractors tamping it down, get a little carried away, a little exuberant, over compress it and can push on the wall too. So sometimes this kind of bowing in and causing this horizontal cracking can happen at time of construction even uh, because uh, mechanical damage in effect, uh, because the contractor or guys working for them were a little exuberant in doing it. And then over here on this right slide, 
we can see a different effect. Instead of bowing the wall, it just kind of moves the entire wall off the footing here and rotates it over. And so we, we'll sometimes run into that too. This one doesn't necessarily result in cracking in the foundation or the brick, but um, can still be a big issue, particularly if you know the rule of thumb is one inch and eight feet of vertical. So uh, past movement, and this is true for steel columns in a you know, basement and things like that, that if they've rotated over an inch and eight feet, that is considered destabilizing and, uh, and too much. So again, uh, similar drawing showing this hydrostatic pressure uh, from water getting saturating the soil, lubricating it. Now it, it, it almost acts like a fluid and you get that side pressure uh, from it and that can exert a lot of pressure on a, on a foundation wall. In fact, I recently saw a swimming pool where this was happening on the sides of the swimming pool and uh, collapsing the uh, sides of the swimming pool. So um, here, horizontal cracks. So horizontal cracks, we treat differently than vertical, you know, 45 degree angle cracks. Uh, horizontal cracks are an instant, you know, red flag, pink flag, we're going to hone in on them a little closer. What are they doing? Um, the, because uh, there's different things, different pressures at work that can lead to a horizontal crack. Uh, and those can often be serious. So here we have one near the top where it uh, uh, snaps. So the wall moving the uh, top of the wall may be secured to uh, framing and stuff, held firm. And so we get the wall moving and uh, snapping. This is a big crack, even uh, gapping, displacement. Let's get a structural engineer for that. Um, others, not so much, um, not much gap, um, maybe hair of displacement there, but not so much there. Here's one, uh, not much of a crack as far as displacement and gapping, but we have water coming in. So big clue that we have an issue, not to mention, look at this, they've sealed along the bottom and stuff too, uh, telling us that we've had an issue with water around the foundation, drainage issues, uh, that sort of thing. So our recommendation may not be so much about structure, but about getting the drainage corrected or making sure the drainage is still good. Once again, um, horizontal crack, minor gapping. They've done some patching on it and cracked through the patching again. Mm. Again, not a good sign. And uh, some efflorescence here showing us that uh, moisture has been coming through also. A couple of things here, not a good sign. Uh, probably uh, not only some, maybe some landscaping uh, corrections, but also um, uh, structural repair. You know, guys, different parts of the country can be a little, have some different things going on too. Uh, you know, in some areas that are much wetter than like here in the Denver metro area, this sort of thing with water coming in isn't always easily corrected by just drainage. 
sometimes it requires a lot more on the outside than just you know having a positive slope around you know positive drainage apron around the uh, foundation um, and so know your area uh, you know, know what's going on in your area and stuff makes a difference on these recommendations the Denver metro area pretty dry area uh, almost desert <laughs> borderline desert area um, the uh, drainage correcting drainage frequently fixes these things but in other parts of the country you know you know Wisconsin Michigan you know back east uh, places in the south where they get a lot more water southeast where they get a lot more water um, it, simple having a simple positive drainage apron may not be sufficient because the ground has so much water in it uh, that um, uh, quite a bit more um, uh, aggressive uh, things will have to be done to keep water from coming through. Again, ditto, minor crack, but telling us uh, when we see this efflorescence uh, or, or worse, if it's actually wet, uh, that we have an issue with uh, something going on in the outside with water. Minor cracking here, uh, the, uh, but it's a really short wall. Hmm, what forces are at work to crack this wall at all? Because this wall is barely four feet. Why would it crack uh, this badly? Now I've got a concern about it because even though the crack itself isn't that big a deal, it's only a four foot long. So I'm thinking maybe I'll get a structural engineer to or recommend a structural engineer to look at this just to make sure it's not something bigger. And then of course, multiple things going on, horizontal crack joined by vertical crack here. Uh, you know, what else are we gonna see uh, around this place? But that's a lot of cracking. And then of course, we're talking about brick and uh, uh, block and in rare cases stone. Um, the uh, good vertical strength, weak lateral resistance to movement. So here we see a crack in a brick wall. They've done, looks like maybe, maybe they actually did some tuck pointing on it at one point, but it's bulged in. So there's a curve here that our two dimensional photo doesn't show quite as well as really was there, but you got this bow in it. So you put that together with the bow, we know about horizontal pressures on the outside uh, pushing on a, um, a wall and uh, ca causing these horizontal cracks. And then we see the bow in it, even though maybe it's not an inch out of uh, vertical, keep in mind, got roughly an eight foot wall here. We're bowed out about a half inch. So that's a half inch and four feet. Well, now that does get to our uh, destabilization rule of thumb, so to speak. Yeah, we need to structural engineer come out and look at this and almost certainly going to recommend some sort of um, stabilization work there. Now this one you can definitely see the big bulge in that photo there. Huge bulge. They've tried to do some patchwork and stuff but uh, this photo the parging here is breaking up and stuff but once again this kind of bulge it's just a no-brainer you're going to recommend a structural engineer for that. Uh, so again, 
some bulging or tipping, any of this stuff can be destabilizing, can cause uh, foundation failure. Uh, you know, differential displacement, where things are just moving in different directions, maybe barely moving a little bit. Again, maybe not a big issue unless we see it in a lot of places. Well, but differential displacement definitely is a uh, red flag for us. In this case, you know, writing something up like uh, in a report, brick foundation is bulged inward and evaluation by structural engineers strongly recommended uh, is something that you might, in fact, you would put into a report. And how descriptive you want to go of this can be your own personal ch choice. Keep in mind, as home inspectors, um, we try to stay clear, steer clear of recommending repairs uh, or the, how to do the repair. Uh, you know, recommending instead of saying, oh, structural engineers should be uh, recommended to, or, or structural engineers should come in and do um, helical piers every four feet down the wall. No, that's not something you would ever write up in your report. You just say, um, uh, you know, brick foundation is bulged inward and uh, evaluation by a structural engineers recommended or strongly recommended. A, a general recommendation is, in my opinion, more appropriate than trying to specifically describe the correction, even if you happen to be a structural engineer yourself who's doing home inspections, you're wearing your home inspector hat. And so you're not wearing, you're not, you know, trying to describe and take on additional responsibility for yourself, even if you are a structural engineer. Ditto for electricians who do home inspections or roofers or you name it. Um, Keep your home inspector hat on is my two cents on that. Um, again, bulging with the crack. Uh, they've done some patchwork here, uh, but it's cracked through the patchwork. Uh, you can see the bulge over there. Combination of that stuff, indication, need a structural engineer. But even in the sheetrock on the inside or, or lath and plaster on the inside, what are the cracks that we see them all the time? So what are those cracks doing? Thermal expansion and contraction can be an issue too. Wind load on a roof, uh, particularly around here, but this is true for many parts of the country. Uh, you get high winds, you get a 80 mile an hour wind whacking a roof. Uh, thing, it, it's not gonna, it's gonna, things are gonna move. They're gonna get a little twisting, get a little uh, movement in that. And that will crack sheetrock but not necessarily telling us there's a structural issue at all. Uh, cracks that stay in the drywall joint tend to be less severe. The paper that goes across those joints is weaker than the adjoining sheetrock or jip board. And so those cracks are that are in our straight lines uh, don't may not always indicate or rarely indicate a big structural issue. Uh, even if there is a little bit of settling, it's typically an indicator of, of uh, more minor settling. Now, obviously 
if one of these, maybe it's not obvious, if one of these uh, straight line cracks has also gapped, or worse, even displaced, but that would be very rare, a gap big, well, now that may be telling us that there's something bigger going on. One thing about some of these is also, and this kind of comes with experience, but sometimes you, you walk into the same style of home over and over and you see cracks in the same place. And one example that comes immediately to mind for me, and I've seen it not only in Colorado, but in other parts of the country too. So I know it's very common is, uh, you know, transitions between the living room, family room, kitchen area to a hallway with the bedrooms and right there at that transition at the hallway, you get that crack going from, uh, you know, like a kitchen wall or, or living room wall over to the hallway wall uh, that goes back to the bedrooms. That just seems to be a weak spot in the way the framing is put together uh, in the roof in the um, ceiling uh, uh, rafters. And we so often see that crack there that isn't an indication of a foundation issue or a uh, structural issue but um, something that could be a combination of uh, the, the way the thermal expansion and contraction on the roof is affecting the, the drywall or again, wind load there. And those cracks, even though they're cosmetic in nature, they have that nasty way of continuing to come back after repairs. And here again, we see that where it's clearly been repaired, it's re-cracked again, in this case, almost a compression type where it squeezed back together, indication but possibly of thermal expansion. Uh, and uh, this kind of crack, uh, probably not a structural issue, but certainly an annoying crack that um, just often we have to explain to our clients, you know, I don't think it's a structural issue. Doesn't appear to be a structural issue but this kind of crack can be annoying because it has a way of coming back. But look at this one, not in any drywall joint, just shooting across, then joining another uh, wall plane, going to a door opening here, little and some displacement in it to boot. Hmm, this one uh, could well be connected to a, a structural problem. And when we go in the crawl space or basement, if it has one, we may well see some indication uh, down there corresponding with this. Also, <clears throat> the slab on grade, you're walking across that slab and you feel unevenness in it. Uh, and in the same room, you have doors that don't close, windows giving you trouble, or these kind of cracks, a clue that we've had some fairly significant settling going on. Also, okay. It's in the joint between the ceiling and the wall, but it, then it can, goes right through the corner and then continues down the wall corner. That could be some shifting in the foundation, whether slab on grade or a uh, uh, stem wall foundation causing that differential movement there. So uh, we're gonna be looking pretty close at that uh, in the, when we get to the foundation. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> sometimes uh, you get some uh, ugly cracking uh, and water damage added to it. And I love it. 
they just took some uh, packaging tape and went over it here. Um, yeah, multiple issues going on. So sometimes you're you're not just describing one thing going on. You're talking about several different things. And you know, something going on where it breaks right through the bath tile. And you know, that's gonna be a big clue that you're gonna see something else, even though that crack may not be gapped at all. Uh, typically, um, that sort of thing is not some, you don't see this very often at all. Uh, shoot, I go years between seeing this kind of crack in bathroom tile. Um, so that's gonna be a, the bell's gonna ring on that. Ding, ding, ding. We got something going on here. And uh, you're gonna probably see other things that are gonna put together pieces of the puzzle that, oh yeah, we got something going on here structurally. The weight of a fireplace uh, can, um, you know, cause cracking. It may not necessarily be an indicator of a structural problem at all, just that they didn't support the fireplace properly and you get some settling in the fireplace area. Um, the, uh, you know, now if it's bad, it may still need some sort of re uh, repair work uh, or stabilization too, but it's fairly common you know, fairly common being, in other words, you see this, you know, several times a year, at least for me, where the fireplace, the weight of the fireplace has moved, uh, settled on its own kind of independently of a structural issue with the house. So uh, often, again, stresses build to get relieved. So the weight of the fireplace finds some stabilization place where it locks in and, and stops moving and it just can be a cosmetic repair and call it good. But the fireplace moving is rarely a indication of an overall structural problem with the uh, foundation of the house. And of course, uh, drywall joints, corner beads cracking, um, rarely an indication of a structural issue. Uh, you know, again, it's part of the a piece of the puzzle that we're putting together, but this is not something that um, we triggers a big concern about a structural issue. Uh, if this is all we see, this kind of crack, yeah, that's going to be settling. Uh, this one here, this little horizontal crack, it's a hairline crack. Maybe not so much that one, but this one over here. It's going to be settling. Once again, it's going to be a piece of our puzzle. Do we see other things going on that's going to make us think we have something big going on here? Or did we just have some kind of stresses building and getting relieved and, and now we just need a cosmetic repair? Uh, this sort of thing may not necessarily be a structural issue. Sometimes these are involved with uh, truss lift in a roof, which is a totally separate concern from things going on with the foundation. Uh, but that's a gap in it, you know, uh, again, but it doesn't particularly go off anywhere. So, you know, this is one that, again, if this is all I see, I'm going to just 
explain my client, you know, this is an unusual crack, not the kind of thing I normally see, it just doesn't go anywhere. Um, the uh, having a uh, contractor take a look at it, uh, maybe a structural engineer, but really, this is one that I don't think it's going to lead to something big because I'm not seeing anything else going on in the house. Uh, flip side of that is, I see some other things going on with the foundation, other cracking in other places, exterior and interior. Well, then it's a, a part of the puzzle telling me something bigger is going on. <laughs> and I love it when you can see daylight through a crack. Yeah, that's, a, that's not a good start uh, when, you, when it goes gap that much. Also, when you get that differential settlement, uh, that paper in the corner uh, of the uh, walls can wrinkle. And that can be a big clue that we've had some differential settling. And even though it's, it, it's a crack, but the crack is hiding behind the, the wrinkled paper corner here. And so this is the equivalent of a crack and it's telling us we've had a shift. So we're gonna be on the alert to look for other evidence of settling going on. Again, another example of it here, a little worse here. Um, however, occasionally, if it's fairly minor, uh, it can be thermal action causing it. You know, you can get uh, thermal expansion contraction there that kind of uh, moves that paper around a little bit and breaks the bond with it and uh, even tears it a little bit. But when it's pretty major wrinkling and you see it in multiple places, it is probably telling you you've had some settling going on and you're gonna be looking uh, at other things to see how the pieces of the puzzle come together. A cracked floor tile. Um, you know, if it's on a slab, almost certainly, we have some movement in the slab. So we're gonna look at this almost the same as we would a slab. So gapping, displacing, doing whatever. If it's on a, uh, a wood floor, you know, a, a structural floor, then uh, what else are we seeing? But we're gonna think, eh, lousy tile work. Um, basement slab here. <sighs> basement slabs are rarely structural. They're usually poured independently of the foundation walls. So the foundation walls are put in. Often most of the principal uh, houses uh, framing and stuff has been done above. The house may be even dried in and fre frequently dried in before they come in and pour the slab. So the slab is called a floating slab and it can move independently of the foundation walls without affecting the foundation walls. They have a slip gasket on the side. It's usually that black, uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, treated uh, fiberboard on the side and it acts as a slip gasket for the uh, slab to slide up and down. And so movement in the slab is expected and common. And as long as it's not affecting the foundation or any of the piers that uh, might be in a uh, large house supporting the upper structure of the house. Uh, a little movement in the slab is not going to be a structural concern. Um, 
And then one of my favorites to talk about is the corner wedge crack, which we see all the time. These cracks in the corners kind of, and they'll be on both sides of the corner. Uh, variation on it here in a block one. Here's one uh, going through the brick on one. Um, the, uh, so a corner wedge crack. So it's differential movement of the wall on top, often brick, but not always brick, and the foundation popping loose this weak corner here. I'm explaining this to clients all the time that it's not a structural concern. Now, occasionally they can run deep down and maybe they become an issue with uh, water intrusion or something, but rarely are they, in fact, almost never, are they a structural concern where we need some structural remedial work done. Uh, and they break loose, the pieces get thrown away and you just have that ugly triangle piece uh, missing there. A uh, piece like this here on our uh, slide on, on our picture on the right here, I've had clients say, can I glue it back together? Well, yeah, sure, you know, go ahead. You can do that. But a corner wedge crack, we see them a lot and they are not a structural concern. Variation on one can be, uh, got a little bit of corner wedge, but got also some horizontal cracking running along here. So now I'm like, well, okay, that's a little different. So what is this crack doing? Where is it going? Do I see more of this? Is there any other problems as I go down the wall further uh, with that? So, uh, so this becomes a little more than just a corner wedge. And uh, I'm gonna be looking to see if there's something else going on. If this bit of horizontal here doesn't go very far and it's not displaced, I'm thinking that we still had some um, thermal uh, differences in the expansion, whether caused by uh, humidity or temperatures uh, in the movement of the brick and the concrete down here that caused this crack to snap loose here. And also uh, this all, almost has a little bit of a look of a pore line where you had two, you know, you know, one truck of concrete puts in concrete and then another truck comes in and adds some on top. And you can see just the way it's spalled here that, um, you know, if I don't see anything else going on with this one, and in this case I didn't, I'm not going to get too concerned. But if I do see some other things going on, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, let's get a, a structural guy out here to look at this. But if this is all I see, it only goes for a few feet down the wall. Uh, I'm not going to get too excited about this. So a couple of sort of case studies kind of thing here. Uh, 120 year old house here, uh, brick foundation on it. As we walk around the outside, we see big bowing in the wall here. And you can see at the window here how uh, since it's been painted, the wall has moved. Ooh, 120 year old house and we're getting this kind of recent movement, not a good sign. Even if this paint is 10 years old or older, Still, that's considered recent in the overall uh, age of the house. So yeah, that's a big ding, 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 bell ring. Again, we see it in some more windows here. You can, 
the bulge is just obvious. And then we get to the cracking. You get big cracking. They've been tuck pointed, fairly amateurish. We got cracks, 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 cracks everywhere, everywhere a crack. We'll get into the basement. The basement's been dug out. So they put in retaining walls around the uh, the foundation as they dug out the crawl space to make a basement. And so the retaining wall is even displacing from you know lateral pressure uh, from soil moving. So you can see that they put on this almost parging sort of thing on the dirt there. And now that's separated by a lot, like an inch. And so we get big cracking and movement there. Whoops. Um, the, somebody has come in, they put in steel columns everywhere, trying to support all kinds of things. Clearly they're aware that something is going on and we've got water coming in also. So we got just a combination of all the bad things that we hate to see here. Um, and I write up something like the west wall is bowed out over one inch with evidence of differential settling and displacement in the major cracks moisture intrusion on the west side, evidence of recent movement in the paint lines around some windows. The east side of the house shows structural settling with extensive cracking. Evaluation by a structural engineer strongly recommended. Structural engineer comes out, by the way, not a guy I know, uh, comes out and uh, evaluates it. And he says, uh, he, and the buyer is, you know, trying to get the cheapest uh, assessment he can. So he just uh, he not, doesn't ask for a written report. He just asks for the structural engineer to give him a verbal on it. So bowing is partially caused because the floor joists are parallel to the walls and not providing perpendicular support. Remedial recommendations install vertical internal six by six uh, supports for soldiers with wall anchors external steel plates and threaded rods through the wall to the soldiers to pull the wall back. In other words, get that bow out of them. Pin the foundation to vertical piers. He estimated the cost of that at about 50,000 and literally told the buyer to walk away. And then he made one of these fun comments that as a home inspector, we would never make this comment, but it was kind of fun to hear the structural engineer say it. Timber is due for a hundred year earthquake and I'm not sure this one will survive. Um, interesting comment but the fun thing is the buyer's agent negotiated a $60,000 price reduction and the buyer bought the house this was like four years ago he's never done a thing to the house he uh, rented it out and uh, and that's it funny story another one uh, this one is a little different we have fairly minor cracks. Uh, I mean, some of them not even joining together, but there was like seven of them in 30 feet of wall. So there was a lot of them and then add in some horizontal cracking um, uh, with it. It was like, wow, even though individually, not one single crack is that big a deal, but you start adding up all these cracks and now, you know, you're starting to go like, wow, it's like uh, we got uh, maybe three-eighths of an inch of gap or more between all these cracks added together that are going on. You know, seems a little excessive. 
I'm going to recommend a structural engineer. And the structural engineer said, oh, yeah, it's excessive. We need to uh, stabilize this foundation. And the cost was about $7,000 to do it. Uh, this was a bank-owned property, and the bank just did it. Um, and then another house. This one was built in 1961. <laughs> Among the fun things we see is somebody had caulked the uh, weep holes in the brick veneer, uh, clearly not understanding the purpose of weep holes. But also, we had the foundation wall sliding in from, again, outside pressures, sliding in, the brick staying put, and the foundation wall slipping in a little bit under it, um, breaking up some of the brick, uh, in this case near the porch there. Um, again, we see some displacement here. They've done some grouting repair along the edge of the fireplace and stuff in particular. Um, so the fireplace is settled differentially from the foundation. So the fireplace is pulled away. Uh, and so they've done, somebody had done some tuck pointing here, but it's pretty gappy tuck or uh, uh, wide tuck pointing indicating it was a big gap that they uh, were sealing off there. And then we get some cracking elsewhere that has not been uh, repaired with some horizontal movement there uh, in it. So a fair amount of cracking. Uh, again, getting under the edge here, you can see how the foundation is slid. Uh, uh, this is near uh, the fireplace here, but the foundation is slipped in a little bit. Uh, the, uh, and you can see how it pulled away from the patio here on the right side picture. Uh, the uh, and patio is, uh, has uh, uh, settled some, making a gap there. But uh, the foundation here has moved inward. Uh, we can see the uh, literally stick our finger up under the edge of the grouting there that was done all those many years ago. And then on the inside, we got this sort of somebody came in and grouted along the top here of the foundation wall, which was like, wow, that's what, what are they trying to cover up there? That's definitely a little interesting, a little different. So. Duh, I'm going to recommend a structural engineer. And uh, so uh, write up something uh, like we see some rotation of the foundation, particularly in the back. I don't think it's uh, over a half inch of displacement, even though the brick overhang is about an inch. Some of this overhang looks like the brick uh, hung over the wall at the time of construction because you got a little slop on the uh, mortar as it where it went down the edge of the foundation some, but then the foundation moved in. And so I have a gap between this edge of the mortar and the foundation slipping in. Uh, and so, um, uh, so while I am uh, not completely sure we have a big structural issue, I'm still gonna recommend a second opinion. And I think we need a, a structural engineer to come out here and take a look at this. And the structural engineer says that there's been some inward displacement of the foundation wall from outside pressure, possibly triggered by uh, poor site drainage, which it did not have good drainage. The foundation was not adequately engineered for the weight of the masonry fireplace. And there's been uh, settling in that area. 
Soil engineer recommended improve site drainage, repair the cracks in the brick, clean out the uh, caulked wheat poles. And guys, we see people caulk them up all the time. Uh, that's just the one you're going to call it, call out every time. Uh, monitor for further movement, but no structural repairs uh, appear necessary. But if that fireplace continues to move after uh, you know. Uh, you're watching it, you can see some continued movement, then, um, you know, calling back, so to speak. And one more here. This was a garage actually earlier this year. And so we see some big cracking, gapping cracks. And this is a, um, an unattached garage. Uh, built in the 50s. Um, so we get big gapping cracks, break through a brick there. Look at this huge uh, crack above a win uh, window here. And then got this weird break here. Uh, this was on the front of the garage, uh, right on the edge here of the wall, obviously. Well, that one was like, what the heck is going on there? Um, this is that same corner with that same vertical crack. And look at this gap right through there, going up through there. So as, oh, I have a video here going on. So we're, so we're coming around. I don't know if you can hear the sound, but you can see this gap here. So our frame has moved backwards. So you see this big break in the plate here and this bow in the plywood here. So the, sla the slab here also settled, broke, but of course that's just no big deal. But look at this fracture line through here. See that fracture line and then going up to the corner here. So it's pretty obvious somebody in a car hit this corner. Now is on the side of the garage, we still have some cracks. See this big crack here, huge, going right to a foundation crack and breaking through the window up here where we see this big gaps here. So, so we have a couple of things going on with this garage. So there's several different things going on with that garage. We have mechanical damage to it on this corner down here where somebody whacked the corner. Um, interestingly, the seller 
uh, had knew nothing about this. She was an uh, older woman and she's like, when did this happen? Well, we couldn't tell her. We, the structural engineer and I, um, couldn't say how long ago it happened. It certainly didn't look recent. Um, so we had mechanical damage, but also we had the foundation failing in uh, multiple locations leading to those big cracks that we see uh, in, the, um, in the walls there that uh, indicating that the, it was uh, definitely getting some differential settling there in the foundation. So um, the, uh, you know, the structural engineer says, okay, one thing about it, it's not gonna fall down. But on the other hand, we definitely need some stabilization done here. And he recommended these five piers in these locations that you see here and repair this corner. And so, um, so a combination of things going on here with, the, with yeah, something happening to the foundation, uh, settling movement, but also mechanical damage from a car, truck, whatever, whacking the corner of the uh, garage and causing uh, its own damage over there that needs a separate repair from the uh, structural repairs that are needed. So this is kind of wrapping up stuff, just kind of general advice, uh, you know, for any of you guys who may be fairly new in this business that, you know, call it as you know it, as you see it. Um, don't make a molehill out of a mountain, but don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, you know, um, and kind of stay away from saying, ask the seller to fix this, or, you know, did you guys see that movie Money Pit? Well, you know, welcome to the movie. You know, those are things we don't really do. You know, um, be careful with over uh, commenting, keep comments to more observational and, um, and, uh, and be linked with the speculation. I mean, you got to do enough speculation to say, this is why we need it in this, based on our topic here, a structural engineer, but, uh, you know, you're not, you're not diagnosing what's going on. You're just saying this kind of cracking it, as I, you see here, at least six gap cracks up to three eighths of an inch that have displaced indicate settlement or structural movement that should be evaluated by a structural engineer. Or you could say something like evidence of differential settling and gap cracking with some displacement should be evaluated by a structural engineer. Um, and we don't get into describing remedies or prescribing remedies at all. You know, you don't just go, oh guys, you should do some wall stabilization with free driven push piers on a north wall under the supervision of a structural engineer. No, no, you just, you just say, have a structural engineer evaluate it. The, uh, and that concludes what I had for you today. Uh, do we have any questions? Awesome, Lan. Yes, uh, we are at the 10 minute mark. Well, a little bit under 10 minutes. So let's just go through some of these questions. Um, how can you tell a cold pour crack from settlement crack or lateral force crack? Yeah, you know, 
typically when you see a cold pour crack is, you know, again, where, you know, one concrete truck uh, ran out and the next truck puts, uh, you know, start putting concrete on top. The, the, the guys doing the work, uh, they typically try to tamp that new pour down tight against that uh, first pour. And if they do it well, they can really blend them together. But if they don't, you'll get a line through there. That line is usually uh, a tapered line. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a 45 degree angle or certainly not vertical, never vertical. It's usually like a 10 degree line. Uh, there's usually aggregate the rocks showing along the line. So you got the rocks showing along the line and uh, maybe a little light spalling along it too. So they typically have a very distinctive look from the um, uh, clean break that you get with a, uh, a crack in the foundation and uh, that doesn't have the, the aggregate showing along that line. And uh, also, uh, those cold pour lines have what they uh, call honeycombing often associated with them where that aggregate is showing against it and they didn't get the uh, cement tamped around the aggregate tightly to give you that smooth look. So that honeycombing look is also an indicator of a uh, pour line versus a crack. Thank you, Lon. Last one, uh, next one says, how do you remark on report concerning larger step cracks going up from window lentils and also the expansion cracks show, shown in your first couple of slides? How do you differentiate those? Is that what he said? Um, how do you remark on, oh, on report? Remark on them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I often use the term common crack uh, because these cracks are common. We see them all the time. So common cracking, uh, unless there's a lot of it, it's just ordinary settling or thermal expansion contraction um, and don't require remedial action. So a, a, a crack, a stair step crack going through a window that isn't gapping or displacing in some way, uh, I just call it a common crack. Uh, and uh, does not need structural remedy, although tuck pointing is uh, recommended uh, to just seal those up so water can't get in them and stuff. And for those, the, the tuck pointing, I mean, particularly if it's really a fine crack is, um, uh, you know, those can't really, those are very difficult to tuck point because it's too fine to get the mortar in. But uh, if they've got, you know, more than a 16th of an inch or something, those can usually be sealed up with something uh, with a, a mortar uh, uh, kind of thing to uh, help keep water intrusion out. I'm not a big fan of caulking them because it just looks ugly. Thank you, Lon. Um, just a couple more. And just for everyone that doesn't get their question answered, Lon has offered to give us his email. I'll send it in the chat later on, um, just in case we didn't respond to your question and you want to send him an email. Um, this one says, I've been, no, I've seen cinder blocks stuck differently. What is the best way to stack a break for a support beam? When is it structurally, structurally the strongest? I'm sorry, I, I could you repeat that? Sorry. 
So sorry, I was muted. <laughs> I've, I've seen Cinder blocks stack differently. What is the best way to stack a brick for a support beam? When is it structurally the strongest? Stack brick for a, for a, uh, for a beam? Is that what he said? Um, yeah, what's, what is the best way to stack a brick for a support beam? I'm not completely sure I'm understanding the question, but uh, if you're thinking, talking about some sort of column, um, you know, basically, uh, obviously you offset the ends of the brick. Um, you typically never more than a half inch, uh, a half inch of uh, mortar between the, uh, the different brick. And, you know, it, it kind of depends on how much weight you're trying to hold, how big a physically, you know, dimensions of the, uh, of a column you're trying to build. Um, there's, it's kind of, there's, there's several different things you need to know. I mean, what kind of load are you bearing? What kind of, uh, uh, size of the beam, uh, those sort of things are all factors in it. So I don't know that there's a simple answer for, for his question there. Sorry. Okay. This one says, I have a horizontal crack between the cement block that opens up in the winter time about an eighth of an inch and closes in the summer. So I guess like, what's your yeah, take on that? Yeah. Uh, we, see, we see some of those around here too. Uh, so obviously, not obviously, but apparently there's some freeze action going on. And obviously water expands when it freezes, it's pushing and, uh, and opening up that crack some is what it sounds like. That sounds like an issue with uh, getting some moisture management um, around that area, uh, whether that's uh, depending on where he is, depending uh, or she is, uh, whether that's uh, improving drainage or something else, but it sounds like some moisture uh, control. Now, if there's no efflorescence, no water coming through that crack at all, it still could be that there's just not, it, it could still be moist enough out there that you're getting freezing expansion pushing on it. Um, it you know, but maybe it's not enough to really be a big, uh, require a lot of landscaping correction, but it sounds like the kind of thing where um, maybe improving drainage, getting water to move further away from the foundation might uh, help that some, but uh, at the same, if, if there is some moisture coming through the crack, then uh, that is a big clue to me that uh, additional water control, moisture control on the outside uh, is probably needed for that. 